In today's episode, you'll learn how Pinterest marketing can actually help you step away from your business, have more free time, and market smarter. Stay tuned. You are listening to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast, where we feature everyday rebel women just like you who are taking charge of their life and creating a path to financial freedom by building a business online. I'm your host, Eden Freed, and it's time to build your empire. Welcome back. We have another amazing episode in store for you today. On the show, we have a Pinterest expert, Kara Chase, to chat with you guys all about Pinterest marketing. Kara is the CEO of Chase Digital, a Pinterest marketing agency, and she's also the founder of Pinterest Power Up, which is the first Pinterest marketing membership community designed for entrepreneurs. Kara loves nothing more than seeing those light bulb moments with her clients and members when they finally see how Pinterest can build up their businesses. Kara's on the show today to talk about how Pinterest marketing can actually help you step away from your business and make more time for the things that truly count. And throughout our conversation, you're also going to learn a ton of current Pinterest marketing strategies that you can use to boost your Pinterest account and obviously to get more leads over to your website and into your product sales funnels. There are tons of Pinterest courses and people out there giving advice on Pinterest, and I found a lot of them haven't been kept up to date with all of the changes that Pinterest has made to their platform. And so it's going to be refreshing for you to learn from Kara, who brings a modern approach to Pinterest to the podcast and is gonna truly share tips and tricks and tools that you can use to make your Pinterest account worth your while with less hands-on effort. Before we flip it over to the interview though, please don't forget to subscribe to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast and leave us a five-star review. Every single time I get a review, it absolutely makes my day. Truly, I will love you forever and ever and ever and ever and always when you leave that review. Plus, when you leave a review, you're also going to be entered to win a $50 Amazon gift card when we reach our next 50 reviews. It's not going to take you more than a few seconds, and it's going to totally make my day. It's a win-win for everybody involved. All right, Rebels, it's time. Let's turn it on over to the amazing interview with the incredible Kara Chase. Thanks for being here. Hey, Kara, welcome to the podcast. Really happy you're here. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to chat. Absolutely. All right, so this is going to be a fun conversation all about Pinterest. And as you pointed out to me, I haven't had anyone on the podcast yet talking about Pinterest and Pinterest strategy and how it can be beneficial. And you're the perfect person to come on and kind of educate everybody about Pinterest. So before we actually dive into that content, give us a little bit of background on who you are and how you got into this world. Sure. Um, That's kind of a difficult question because my um, adult life has been so unique. Um, I started my first career as a special agent for the government. I was a special agent uh, criminal investigator for 10 years. And then I left that career because I owned nothing about my time or my life or the direction of, you know, anything that I was doing. And I realized that that was not how I wanted to spend my entire adult life. I needed more um, autonomy. So I left that. And, you know, long story short, I ended up becoming the social media manager for the band Megadeth. 
And if you're not into 90s thrash metal, you might not know who they are, but um, I was managing 13 million fans across 17 social media accounts, something like that. And that was my first job in social media. So it was um, literally all self-taught, drinking from a fire hose, trying to figure out how to be a bridge between the fans and the band. And it was a lot of fun. I got to you know, work with Universal Music Group on campaigns and tours and all this kind of stuff. Um, but after a few years, it became obvious that I needed to move on and do my own thing back to that autonomy piece. And I started my own business. And when I started my own business, I did what I think we all do, which is all the things. <laughs> so I was doing website building and email marketing and social media and blogging and pretty much anything that could fall under the digital marketing umbrella. So after a couple of years, I, you know, kind of quickly realized these are the things I like doing or don't like doing. These are the kind of clients I like or don't like. And after a couple of years, you know, Pinterest just kind of became this thing that not only was I having major light bulb moments with how it was working for my business, but it was the biggest ROI for my clients as well that were using Pinterest as part of their marketing strategy. So I made the decision a couple of years ago to really niche down because when you do all the things, even just social media, you know, it's kind of one of those, it's hard to have time to deep dive into all the changes and all the strategies and, and stay ahead of everything and still do the work. So niching into Pinterest not only made sense for me because it was the biggest ROI on my business and made, you know, the most difference as far as my email list and my sales and all of that, but I was able to really dive into it and become an expert, um, and really know what I was talking about. So that's kind of the shortest version of the story that I could relate. So fascinating. I love that you kind of took us through through your entire career in a short period of time, but you, you definitely have a lot of interesting experiences under your belt. Um, I love to start with that question because it always opens up this interesting dialogue and everybody has different experiences and different lessons learned. And it sounds like yours right off the bat was, like you said, don't do all the things, do you know the one thing that you're really good at. Right. Um, and this conversation isn't even about that, you guys. We're going to be talking mostly about <laughs> Pinterest, but there is a little golden nugget for you to, if, if you take nothing else from this conversation and stop listening now, hopefully that was a good enough lesson for you. So yeah. You that, Kara. Sure. <laughs> so let's talk about Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Now, the topic of this conversation is going to be all about how Pinterest marketing can actually help you take a step away from your business and have more free time and market smarter. And it sounds like that's a common theme in in what you are constantly trying to pursue in your career, having more autonomy and freedom to really choose what you want to do with your time. And that's a common theme in mostly everybody who's listening in now. You know, we all want to have that free time and we crave that autonomy. So how is Pinterest related to that at all? Yeah, um, there's a whole lot to unpack in there in different, you know, roads we can go down for talking about it. But really what it's about is about how Pinterest enables you to repurpose your content and get off the content treadmill. 
So when you're in the online entrepreneur space, you know, we, we constantly have this pull of like, create more content, create more content, whether it's videos or blogs or, you know, podcasts or, um, even just Instagram posts and posting in groups and all of this stuff that takes up so much time. And then at the end of the week, you're left with, Oh, I didn't really accomplish what I needed to accomplish because I was on this treadmill of post after post after post, whatever that post is. Mm-hmm. And so with Pinterest, what a lot of people haven't figured out yet, or it, or it hasn't clicked with them yet, is for Pinterest, it's not about creating more content. It's about creating more pins for the content that you have. So the pins themselves are the content for Pinterest, but there's no limit to however many pins you want to do for a single piece of content. So for example, if I put out a, you know, pillar type content blog, that's more like an article and it showcases my industry and my expertise, I could then take that time instead of going, okay, well now I need to do this again next week and create another blog. You know, what am I going to talk about? You can sit there and create all these different pin graphics that go back to that single piece of content. So it could be the traditional pin graphics that you see on Pinterest where it's like, here's what you're going to learn on the blog. It could be quotes that are pulled out from your article. It could be infographics. Now it can be video. All of these different things that are going to lead back to the same piece of content that you've already written or produced. And Pinterest is going to see all of those separate pins as the new content. So it enables you to really step back and, you know, care more about the value of the content you're, you're connecting pins to instead of just kind of pumping it out because you're checking a box. That's really interesting. I love that you highlighted the difference between constantly creating new content as a new blogs um, new podcast, whatever it is that you create. And it's actually for Pinterest, just creating more pins. Is there a sweet spot? Is there a certain number of pins that we should strive to create per post? Um, it's a good question. It's, you know, the caveat for all digital marketing platforms that I think we all kind of are sick of hearing is you have to test for your audience, right? You have to Mm -hmm. see what works for your audience. But in general, I like to start with five pins per piece of content. And that can be any of those kinds of pins that I talked about, video or infographics or quotes or, you know, more the traditional title type pin. Um, And then go from there. So the other thing that I love about um, really diving deep into a Pinterest marketing strategy is I don't just start pumping out pins for whatever content I have. I actually start with my analytics and start with what's driving the most traffic already and what my audience wants to see already. Interesting. So do you kind of go into your Google analytics and see what's bringing the most and just make more pins for that? How does that work? Yeah, exactly. There's a couple of different things I do. So I will, I will go into Google analytics and see, um, you know, what, what traffic is coming from Pinterest specifically and where they're landing. And so that might be, okay, this blog was, you know, one of my top three traffic drivers this month from Pinterest. So I'm going to go ahead and create, you know, three new pins this month for that piece of content, because that's obviously what people are clicking through to my site for. The other thing I might do is if I go into Pinterest analytics, I can go down and see what pins 
are doing the best within Pinterest. And I might say, okay, well, maybe it's this graphic. So I'm going to take this graphic template and use it for different pieces of content that I have because Pinterest is a visual search engine. So, you know, keywords get you found because it functions on keywords just like Google does or any other search engine. But the graphic is what actually gets people to click through. They make that split second decision, whether they're on their phone or their desktop, and having good graphics is key. So if I have um, a pin that is doing really well, I will typically take that template and repurpose that template across different pieces of content as well. Now, let's say you are somebody who's in a specific niche that there's not, it's not really image based, it's more so text based. And I definitely fall into that category of being um, a digital product marketer. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, in that instance, it could be that a pin is successful for a number of different reasons. Number one, it could be the design, or number two, it could be the actual content. Is there a way to differentiate between the two, or is it a trial and error game? Yeah, um, some of it is trial and error, but you can mitigate that risk, so to speak, by really doing some true split tests. So that's often what I do when I start a promoted pin campaign for a new client, you know, whatever it is, is we will take the exact same pin graphic and do two different descriptions to test the keywords. And then we might do the same description, but two different graphics. So there is a level of testing that's involved, but if you keep it really simple, like an A-B test, you're going to get that information really quickly. In fact, I used Pinterest when I rebranded a couple years ago because I found that um, the colors I was using for my brand just weren't resonating on Pinterest. And because Pinterest was driving so much of my traffic, I really had to, I had to fix it. And so what I did was I created several different palettes of different brand colors and fonts and all sorts of stuff. And I actually ran a promoted pin campaign and the branding that you see now essentially was the winner from that campaign. That's so fascinating. I love that you did that. It, it shows that you are data-based and not as emotional. <laughs> that goes back to my investigations history. I'm yeah. all about the facts for sure. Yeah, I love that. You know, when we're talking about branding and, you know, um, design, it's actually not really about you. It's about your potential customer, your ideal audience. So really, really fascinating. Mm -hmm. So, so basically what you're saying is you, you go into your Google analytics, you see what's already driving traffic. You go and you replicate that success with the goal of what, with the goal of just kind of carrying on that traffic while then, while you then go and create new pins for new content? Yes. So typically what I will do is if I have a new piece of content, I will start with creating five pins for that new piece of content. I mean, I could do as however many I want to, but I found that's a good sweet spot for me. And it doesn't take too much time because I have templates. So it's literally just, you know, switching out um, the text and the photos and the colors. So I will do that, but then I will also go back and say, okay, what are my top pieces of content? And maybe create one to three at the most new pins for that content as well. So when I'm looking at the amount of pins that I'm putting up on Pinterest per month, it's a combination of new content and then uh, new pins for new content and then a few new pins for old content that is doing really well. 
Okay, great. Now, what is your strategy for sharing? We can go down this rabbit hole for quite a long time, but considering the fact we have um, lots of other tools, we have Tailwind now, Tailwind Tribes, um, there's group boards, regular boards. What's the strategy when you actually create that pin in terms of sharing it? Yeah, so everything that I do is in Tailwind. I could not do what I do for myself or my clients without using Tailwind. They're a fantastic tool. And so when I am creating the pins, I am feeding those into my Tailwind smart schedule. So they are put out consistently. They're put out at the times that my audience is on Pinterest. And the entirety of my repinning strategy right now is Tailwind Tribes. That might change in the future, but for right now, that's what actually drives the most traffic. I see a lot of people that are still doing the group board thing. And I don't think it's completely irrelevant, but it is definitely not the strategy that it was a year ago. Pinterest actually came out and said, we don't want you using group boards for marketing. Like stop ruining it for everyone, marketers. Mm -hmm. Um, That was not the intention for group boards. So they actually started penalizing um, group boards that were spammy, that were not engaging, all sorts of stuff. So I pretty much jumped off that bandwagon as soon as they said it was going to affect the the performance of my profile. In Tailwind Tribes, I have found to be, you know, there's, you have to do a little research to find good ones that are engaging and have, you know, valuable content to share with your audience. But there's two parts to this. So the content that I put out, uh, the pins that I put out, when I submit them to Tailwind Tribes, they're almost immediately shared and I start getting traffic from those Tailwind tribes almost right away. Whereas in the Pinterest feed, the organic part of that strategy, it takes a while for pins to kind of get seeded in the newsfeed and start showing up. So by submitting to Tailwind tribes, I start getting that traffic right away. And Tailwind tribes are, are reciprocal. I don't know of any Tailwind tribe that doesn't have in their rules, like if you're going to submit, you need to share. So I know that my pins do really well by submitting to Tailwind tribes. And so I share from there as well. Okay. Now tell us a little bit about your smart schedule in Tailwind. How often are you sharing per day? Yeah, so I have an average of... 12 pins per day. And that is not my pins. That is a combination of my pins and repinned or reshared pins. And essentially what happens, it's so easy. You go in and you say, Hey, I want to create this smart schedule. And they say, okay, great. How many times a day do you want to pin? And you put in whatever number you want, whether that's five or 10 or 12. And it will create this smart schedule for you based on your followers on Pinterest and when they are on Pinterest. So they average it out over the course of a week. So maybe you know your, your profile or your followers don't really tend to jump on on Wednesdays and you have, you know, you've said you want 12 per day. You might only be pinning nine per day on Wednesdays, but then on Saturday, it might be 15. So they average it out over the course of the week based on the um, information they get about your followers and when they are pinning. I'm actually surprised that number 12 is not bigger. I, you know, I would have thought it would have been above 20 or even 30. Why the number 12? Um, there is, 
I know that there are people out there that recommend doing a huge number of pins per day. I have heard people say, oh, I took this course and they said 50 and, and whatever. This gets into like, is this really an ROI for you? In order to fill up 20, 30, 40, 50 slots per day in your smart schedule, you're going to be spending a whole lot of time on Pinterest filling up this queue, so to speak. And I haven't found it to make a difference in how much traffic I'm actually getting. So I find for the amount of content that I put out, I average anywhere from 12 to 15 a day. And that gives me enough room to reshare the amount of content that I need in addition to my own content. But when you get into those big numbers, you are going to be repinning pins that are not the most valuable and informative for your audience. You're just going to be grabbing anything to fill up your queue. So moral of the story, more is not always better. No. And you can play with that. That's one of the great things that Tailwind lets you do. You can go in and say, you know what, I, I want to change this to doing 15 and see what happens or change it to doing 20 and see what happens. But I know when that tipping point is for me where it's like, I'm spending way too much time doing this and I'm not finding enough valuable content. Pinterest knows what you're repinning. And if you are repinning stuff that goes to dead links or spam or, you know, whatever it it will penalize your profile. Um, so that's just not something I want to deal with. Yeah, uh, that's definitely a headache. Tell us how long this takes you to set up your tailwind. Because obviously we're talking about being able to have a, a marketing strategy on Pinterest that gives you more time in your life. So if you could estimate how much time tailwind setup takes you, that'd be great. Yeah, so separate from just creating the graphics, when I go in to create the pins and then feed them into my tailwind queue and reshare. I batch with my current schedule of anywhere from 12 to 15. I can batch an entire month of content in about an hour and a half a month. Wow. Yeah. That's not bad. And I can just go other things. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely not bad. And the cool thing is you can also supplement you know, your strategy by, or not supplement, but you can also just create a strategy where you outsource part of this. You know, if you're yes. not a graphic design inclined person like me, somebody else right. can be creating your pins for you. Have you ever done that? Or do you see a lot of people doing that? Um, I know that there are a lot of Pinterest VAs out there. I have a small team that works with me and my clients. Um, because, you know, one side of the house, I run a Pinterest marketing agency. So I have client work and I have teams that help me with that. I wouldn't be able to do all of my stuff for my business if I didn't have someone helping me with that. So right. yeah, there are people out there that will, will help you and make sure that you're consistent. And that's the other thing that is so important when it comes to the schedule. Pinterest has also said the number one thing they value is consistency. And I think that's true across pretty much every social media platform um, or digital marketing in general is they want to see that consistency. So don't be the person that's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pin 20 pins a day and you create all these graphics and it, you, know, you do it for two weeks and then you burn out. Be the person who creates a bunch of graphics and says, you know what, I'm going to start with three pins a day or I'm going to start with five pins a day until you get that system down and 
it becomes easier because it will take less time the more you do it because you'll just know how to do it and build up from there. But the worst thing to do is to pin a whole bunch and then just disappear because you got burned out. So let's talk a little bit about the pin itself and kind of like the back end of it or the, the description and the title of it, because I know that that definitely has a lot of power. Um, so talk to us a little bit about that strategy. Yeah. So this goes back to the whole keyword thing that I mentioned briefly. Um, Pinterest is a visual search engine. It functions on keywords. Keywords are what is going to get your pin found. So if you create a pin within Pinterest, like on Pinterest platform, You'll be able to upload the pin as either a graphic or a video, and then it gives you space for a title. That title could be one of the most important pieces because it's what shows up in um, the different feeds as far as the description before you like click to uh, do the close-up on the pin. Mm -hmm. So it's really, really important to have um, either leading with a strong call to action like learn, read, watch, um, or stuff like top tips or best way, you know, all of those kinds of things, and then get your keyword phrases in there. For me, it's going to be Pinterest marketing um, or anything that I'm teaching um, people how to do via my blog. And then you're going to have um, a description space that you can type in what it is. People used to do the whole keyword stuffing where they would just have their, you know, like people kind of copy and paste their list of hashtags for Instagram. People used to do this on keyword or on descriptions as well with the keywords. That is a big no-no. You want to have two to three sentences that are conversational, um, like normal sentences that you would say and speak that have your keywords in them. And then currently you're going to want to do anywhere from one to three hashtags. One of those hashtags should be your branded hashtag. So my kind of rule of thumb that I use for my three hashtags is I want one hashtag that's more general, like it might be um, entrepreneurship, another hashtag that is more specific, like Pinterest marketing, and then I'm going to have hashtag carrot chase. And then you really want to make sure the last piece of this is connecting it to the URL that the pin is going to direct to. And this is the whole point of Pinterest is it drives traffic to your website. They're the only digital marketing platform that that's the purpose instead of Facebook wants to st you to stay on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, they all want you to stay right where they are, right where you are. Pinterest is the only one that's designed to get you traffic. So making sure that URL is correct and goes to specifically where you want it to go is key. The problem that I see often with people is they all make the mistake of they have a new blog and instead of linking to the specific URL, they'll accidentally link it to like carechase.com slash blog. And then what happens is someone clicks through and they're taken to the general blog page instead of the blog itself and then they'll click right off. So making sure that's correct is key as well. Definitely frustrating when you're taking yeah. your general URL instead of what you're actually looking for. It's a quick way to yes. lose your people. Yes. All right. So I want to touch a little bit on using Pinterest as a lead gen strategy. So of course, there's value in driving traffic to a general blog post. What about driving traffic to a landing page? Yeah. So in general, it's going to convert better if you drive to 
a blog post with a lead magnet or freebie or content upgrade. You absolutely can drive traffic to a landing page, an opt-in page, whatever, and you won't be penalized for it. But the the general Pinterest user is going to convert better because what they're looking for is information. So I have had good success with sales pages or landing pages that were almost like a blog. You know, they had enough text or explanation in it. Um, but in general, a blog with a strong lead magnet or call to action is going to probably convert a little better. And this was actually my big light bulb moment with Pinterest years ago when I thought, hmm, I need to, I need to figure this out more is I went into my Google Analytics after I had been pumping out blog after blog after blog for about the first nine months of my business. And there was a single blog that was generating an incredible amount of traffic percentage wise on my website. And that traffic was all coming from Pinterest. And what I ended up doing was I went back into the blog and it was about, this is when I was doing general social media and it was the nine things your social media manager should be doing. And what I ended up doing was I kind of walked back the blog a little bit into a table of contents and I put the rest of the information into a free ebook hmm. and put it behind an email gate. And it like tripled my email list within six months. Wow. Yeah. So that's the magic of Pinterest. And that's not a pin that is ever going to die. It's still there. Whereas an Instagram post, you got about 24 hours before that's, you know, no one's ever going to see that again. Um, I wrote that blog in 2015 and it is still one of my top three traffic drivers every single month. Wow. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, and I can say the same as well. You know, I have a few pins out there that have lived for, you know, all three years that I've now been on Pinterest and they're just constantly driving traffic. And it's funny as my business has shifted, some of those things are still getting traffic, even though it's yep. not really what I'm doing anymore, but it, it does prove the point that Pinterest is a long-term strategy that can have a lot of powerful impact on, on your business and especially on generating new leads. Well, and to go back to, you know, the topic of how it saves us so much time, that's a piece of content that I wrote once four years ago mm -hmm. and the ROI on that and not having to spend any more time on it. I mean, that's almost immeasurable as far as ROI. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about manual pinning. Is that something that's a part of your strategy at all? Is there any value in it? Nope. Nope. Wow. Um, that's an easy answer. That I mean, that would be, I am 100% about efficiency and productivity. I have two children, one of which is a one-year-old. I literally have 12 hours a week to run a full Pinterest marketing agency in my membership. So... Uh, you know, with that in mind, every single minute that I'm doing something has to make sense for the ROI on my business and manual pinning is not something that I want to sit and do. The difference in time that it would take me to manually pin 15 pins a day, it's just not even comparable to sitting down and spending an hour and a half a month. Now, that's not to say that I don't occasionally have my phone as I've got one eye on Netflix and I might pin a couple things here and there just randomly, whether it's, you know, for my own secret, like personal boards 
Um, or maybe I have a, hey, I want to know how to do something in Squarespace, so I'll grab a couple pins. Um, but as far as my actual marketing strategy, I find zero value in manually pinning. Good to know. And that's interesting because, you know, I've heard the opposite advice many times. Um, I will say, though, that in the past I had definitely incorporated manual pinning in addition to my tailwind strategy. Um, and in more recent weeks and months, I just haven't had the time. And I, one of my VAs was just very like overrun. And so like I took it off of her plate and just haven't picked it up again. And I haven't really noticed a decrease in anything. So, yeah. you know, you bring up a good point. You know, it's kind of tricky sometimes because, you know, you can, you can find anyone that's going to give you advice based on, you know, what their experience has been. But sometimes it's as simple as, the platform has changed. It's not necessarily that you're doing something wrong or this is the way to do it or not. You know, somebody that said manual pinning worked two years ago, three years ago, maybe that was true at the time, but it's not true now. Right. Just like group boards have shifted. Yep. I mean, since I started on Pinterest, it's a, it's an entirely different platform right now. Exactly. All right. So we covered a lot of material in a short period of time. Is there anything you feel like we're missing anything you want to add? No, I just, you know, I, I love Pinterest so much because it lets me be a smarter CEO. It lets me look at the hard data and the numbers and take action based on what I know is going to work instead of, Oh, I hope I get enough likes on this, you know, Instagram photo or, you know, whatever it is. It's something that I can dive into and knock out and move on to other things that I want to do, whether that's personally or professionally, and I know it's going to work. So being smart about, hey, you know, I've got a hundred blogs and I don't want to take this on creating all these pins, but start, start with your top five. Like look at your numbers and, and see what makes the most sense to start with. So it really lets you be a smart marketer for your business and it's, you know, what other people and I also call the introverts platform. <laughs> it's not really social media. Um, there isn't that engagement aspect like there is on other social media. And that is definitely something that I prefer. So, um, yeah, I would say if you've been waiting to dive in because you feel overwhelmed, just take it one step at a time and start with the data and what makes sense to start with instead of thinking you have to start with blog one from three years ago. I love that. Really good advice. Now, I know that you have uh, a really cool resource, the 90-Day Pinterest Success Roadmap. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So that was something I created because when I talked to um, people in my community, there was a huge variation of like where people were starting from with their Pinterest strategy, as well as that overwhelm of, you know, where do I start? And then people not really knowing, um, you know, all those little check boxes that they have to make sure are checked as far as what needs to happen with their profile. So it's 90 days and it's a, it's a roadmap that takes you through from literally clicking over to make your profile a business account instead of personal, all the way through to your first promoted pin campaign. And so it takes you through step by step, like, you know, here's how to find your keywords. 
here's how to create a custom segment in Google Analytics just to find your top five traffic drivers. Here's everything that needs to be correct in your settings. Like here's how to claim your website so Pinterest can start tracking what's happening with your website. It is step-by-step -step from day one. And a lot of these are like two-click, five-minute tasks, but they need to happen for that foundation to be there, to have a good marketing strategy. And then it's, you know, all the way through, like I said, to your first promoted pin campaign, no matter what your budget is, if you want to start with a $20 split test just to figure out what graphics are working better. So the PDF is the roadmap and then the step-by-step, -step, not super explicit instructions, but a little bit more about each step and then where to find the information on Pinterest for um, help and support for that. Sounds like a really comprehensive resource. Definitely grab it, you guys. You can go to edenfree.com forward slash pin dash success. Again, edenfree.com forward slash pin dash success. That's actually going to take you to Kara's website where you can download that roadmap totally for free. Yes. Kara, where else can we find you online? Um, everything is at karachase.com and it's C-A-R-A-C-H-A-C-E. And I've got information about my services. I have a ton of blogs and resources, as well as information about Pinterest Power Up, my Pinterest marketing membership. Amazing. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I will talk to you later. Next time on Rebel Boss, ladies, you'll hear my five-step launch strategy to implement when you have no audience and no email list. This is a tried and true strategy, Rebels, so be sure to tune in next week. Thanks again for being here today. If you loved this episode as much as I did, don't forget to leave us a review and share on social media. I'm your host, Eden Freed, and remember, keep kicking ass, keep putting in the work, and most importantly, keep showing up. We'll see you next time.